Hey everyone, this is Ben Chapman. Thank you for listening to Luminous Church Podcast. It's always an honor that you would take time out of your day to listen to us. We hope that you would see Jesus more clearly today and that you would also be inspired to make a difference wherever you find yourself. Enjoy today's sermon and God bless you. Hey, I want to I want to encourage you to do something with me this morning is if you would grab a notepad of some sort, maybe a, maybe it's a phone note or maybe it's a, a connect card, some scrap paper on a connect card in your prayer requests, praise reports. Uh, the reason being is because we're going to be in several different scriptures this morning. And so normally I'll have you turn to a certain passage. Our passages will be on the screen and you can write down those references in your notes. And then if, if I say anything remotely beneficial to your life, go ahead and write it down. And maybe maybe the Lord would want to encourage you this week as you reference that, uh, whatever it may be. So I'm so excited that you're here this morning. I want to I want to highlight these videos real quickly as we watch just about five minutes of camp videos. And so if you don't have a child or a youth, you're like, oh, why am I watching so many videos? Well, well, maybe maybe that gives you the hope of maybe one day, one day I will have children and one day there will be a place where they can hear the gospel. But I want to explain these two camps. Today is our camp kickoff day, right? February night camp kickoff day. And so only today, uh, parents, you can get the registration cost for $325 today if you register today with a $50 deposit. Now, the, now camp is second through fifth grade if they're currently second through fifth or sixth through twelfth grade. And so we have two camps. One is in Camp Bonita in Ridosa, New Mexico. And, um, and so that's our extreme kids camp for our little kids. And, and they'll go there, our elementary kids. It's going to have a tremendous time. Food's exceptional. It's going to be a safe environment, just awesome. We encourage you to get involved with that. And my wife, who's our elementary director, will answer any questions that you may have right after service. And here she is with her beautiful hair. And so she just got her hair did, so I just... Come on. It's Valentine's week, baby. All right. So anyway, it's working it. And then our second camp is our youth camp, 6th through 12th grade. And and I want to encourage you to, if you have a student, it's a great place for them to learn about Jesus. It's in Glorieta, New Mexico. So both of these camps are in the mountains. They're a little further away, but that's on purpose because we don't want your kid to die of heat stroke in the summer because it's so hot. So we're going to take them up to the mountains where they're just going to learn about Jesus. And if you have any questions about that, you can talk to Chantal right up here. She's on the front row. She's an amazing woman with the braids who played the guitar today. Come on. Come on, somebody. Anyway, so we're thankful for her. And, uh, and I want to say this lastly to all the parents, and, and bear with me if you don't have children in our church, uh, for all the parents, is if you are having a hard time coming up with that $50 deposit today because you're like, I don't get paid until the 15th, like a lot of us, or, or anything like that, please let us know because we want to eliminate any obstacles for you to send your kids to camp because we think that God can do more in that week than he can one hour every Sunday in a, child, in a child's life. And so, so that one week is going to be exceptional for their spiritual development and growth. So I encourage you to do that. The links are luminouschurch.org slash events, and that's where you can sign up this morning. All right, praise God for that. Camp kickoff. Hey, um, how many of you, 
have been watching some YouTube videos where they do the trick shots. And y'all watch the trick shot videos? It's like I'm obsessed with them, Chive TV, all those things. Well, 10 years ago, 10 years ago on the college campus at Texas A&M, there was some students there, and they were bored. And just like many college students, there's way too much time for the workload, right? It's just they're not equivalent. And so some people are out at the Red Solo Cup party, and, and some people decide to do something else with their time. And, and these guys were very inventive 10 years ago and kind of introduced the world of trick shots to us. Check out their first video. Hello, folks. Welcome to Backyard. Stuntman. Backyard Stuntman. So let's start off. So those guys, Dude Perfect. How many of y'all seen Dude Perfect before? Come on, a lot of us. If you've seen trick shots, if you've seen anything like that, they made it infamous. They were, they were in Kyle Field on the third tier throwing a basketball into a hoop down on the field. They, they've been known to throw it off of skyscrapers, to throw, throw it off of bridges. Wherever they're, they're a trick shot could be had, this is what they did. And, and now all of us are in the office like, did you see that? You know, throwing it, throwing it into the trash can. We're missing. We only invite people in on our life when it's all good and perfect and we're making it right. So um, they were there all day. And this is what, this is why uh, we, we have so, uh, so much, uh, uh, anyway, it's just crazy. So 2 Corinthians 5-7 says this, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, by, by this time in our church, you probably know this verse, for we walk by faith, not by sight. This whole idea that, that we are walking through life where we may not see exactly how life is, but we trust the prize or the goal and moving towards the goal or the direction of what God has us to go. And this is the life of you and me as 
born-again Christians, if you are a follower of Jesus, this is our proclamation that we walk by faith, not by sight. This faith move towards a goal, and it's, it sometimes feels like a trick shot or a blind shot, if you will. It sometimes feels like you're just going blindly. You're just shooting blindly, but all of us know that even though we may be shooting blindly, even though we may have our eyes closed and we can't see real clearly and all that, we are moving towards a goal or a prize, and there is a destination for our life. And so how many know that's comforting that there is a goal in mind, although sometimes we don't necessarily see it real clearly. But our prayer as a church is that we would move you into positions and proximity to move you to a place so that you would be able to see more clearly and so that your shot does hit more directly. This is our hope and our goal for you. And that's why today I want to talk about amazing freedom. I want to talk about amazing freedom and the fact that that God has paid the price for you and me for freedom. Christ has come and set us free. Galatians 5.1 says this, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That we would stand firm, stand rooted, stand planted. There's so many allegories in the Bible about this whole idea of being a tree planted by streams of water, about a firm foundation, that we'd be concrete, that we'd be immovable. And it is Christ who's called and paid the price for us to be free so that we can freely stand firm. You see, when when you have true freedom, it's when you can actually stand the firmest. When you have true freedom, experience God's freedom, it it enables uh, you to stand in such a way that that you will not be blown down as soon as a crisis happens, as soon as a storm happens, as soon as the wind blows, as soon as something comes against your life. You will be rooted and planted long enough and, and concrete in such a way, and it is freedom that allows you to stand firm. Freedom gives you access to stand like this. And yet every religion, and before the Messiah was fully understood, we made check boxes and lists of do's and don'ts. And we we oftentimes put a, a yoke of slavery around us to say, no, if I'm going to stand firm, I must do this, do that. I must, I must act right, behave right. I must go to church right. I must raise my hands right. I must kneel right. I must confess right. I must, I, I must have the perfect prayer if I'm going to stand firm. But that is not actually where firmness is found. And it's an amazing freedom by his amazing grace that I proclaim to you today that we get to stand firm because of freedom. Because it's not about what we do. But it's about what he did. This is good news for us. And so there's, there's a couple of ways that we can stand firm that I want to give you this morning. A couple of things that we can begin to set our mind, attention, and affection on that would help us walk out this freedom even more so. The truth is, is when we gave our life to Jesus and we were born again, we, we, uh, we, we came into this moments of realizing the gravity and weight of our sin. The depravity was heavy. 
from all of our offenses to a holy God that we were, we were oppressed and it was weighing us down. It was, and we felt suffocating at times. He had choked us out. And yet, when the good news of the gospel was presented to us, that Jesus paid for that, we came into this place to realize that I can be forgiven of all of this. And all of a sudden, the chokehold begins to be released and freedom begins to be experienced. And as it does, you start walking with, with less weight on your shoulders. All of a sudden, the, the, the responsibility of the checklist of, of the do's and don'ts on how to get to God are, are all of a sudden relieved because he already paid the price for us and, and we experienced this moment of freedom when we were born again, when we experienced salvation. How many of you have experienced that in this place? And then there's this journey that happens where all of a sudden it seems like something comes up against you and it tries to choke you out again. It tries to choke out your freedom, tries to bound you. Again, once again, tries to put chains on you once again, tries to oppress you once again. And, and yet you walk through life and you may experience a greater sense of freedom or, or you realize, man, I didn't realize that this was holding me back. And something is revealed to you and it's almost like an onion that one layer is peeled back after another. The Bible would call it the process of sanctification or spiritual formation when you realize, oh, I'm still prideful. You know, I, I still I'm still get a little angry sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I still have some layers to peel back. And and so you confess that with somebody in your life group or you walk through the purple book and discipleship and and you find yourself um, confessing these things and, and getting prayer and, and experience some more freedom, some more freedom. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I'm I'm lighter. I'm lighter, and this, this is what God wants for us. He, he wants us, and he's paid for our freedom to walk in freedom as sons and daughters to be free of this burden and these chains. So how do we stand firm? The first thing we have to do is we have to focus. We have to focus. There's a couple things I'm going to give you. First thing is focus, and, and Jesus was very intentional about this focus, the focus to freedom, the focus to set people free, the focus to launch people in their freedom, and Luke chapter 4, verse 18 says this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to pray, proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, that, that Jesus came and he came to set us free and declare our freedom. That's what, that's what he did when he walked. He, he said, I'm going to pay for your freedom. I'm going to pay for that that." Accuse is that 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 moment where somebody starts accusing you. I'm gonna pay for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna die for that. I'm gonna pay for that curse that's on your life. I'm gonna I'm gonna set you free, and and you're gonna begin to walk in freedom. And and he begins to proclaim this, and he has extreme focus on his mission. And then he challenges us all to have the same amount of focus because he's called us to a mission, and in that mission he's put us into a position in order to walk that out, in order to declare that, and the people that are around us, this extreme focus. Now, I would love to highlight right now for you, just equate to you the fact that there's, an, a, there's this natural state that all of us live in currently. We, we naturally breathe air. We naturally do this. And then there, there's this spiritual state. There's this, this spiritual moment that 
that, that, that we live in, in Christ and in position. And the, the natural is just a shadow of the supernatural. You may have heard that oftentimes, that, that really we're, we're, there, there's this spiritual life that we're all on and this, this natural reflection. And you'll find them, that God created us in his image, right? But we don't look exactly like God. How many of you know that's true? Wouldn't that just be a shadow of the true, true nature of God? Different things like this that we see throughout Scripture. And, and so when we look at this, we look at the fact that God's moving us naturally in this life, but he's also moving us spiritually, right, to be more like him. And our spiritual nature, spiritual sense, when we're born again, we're fully in him. And yet in our natural sense, we're, we're learning like the onion, become more free, become more like him. And so, so a, a blogger, Joshua Earl, wrote down four points on focus. And these four points of focus will be natural, natural techniques to focus and the natural benefits. But I'm going to equate that. There's likewise some very supernatural benefits and some spiritual focus that we'll see. The first thing he says is overcoming fear and building self-confidence. That when you focus, you overcome fear and you build self-confidence. How many know that's true? You, you overcome the fear of the situation and you can build confidence because you overcame it through the power of focus. I'm going to tell you this, that as we set our mind on Christ, we, we find ourselves becoming overcomers in our mind. He's given us the ability to do that. Are you thankful for that? We're, we're overcomers and, and, and we overcome fear because, because we don't fixate on fear because our focus is on love. Because God is love. And if we focus on love... Fear can't reside. So there's this spiritual truth that happens, and, and yet in our mind we see this natural truth as well, right? There's this overlay. The second thing is developing new skills faster is when you focus, you develop new skills faster. How many of you think that's good for our worship team, right? Yeah, come on. Come on, we're just focusing up here, developing new skills, new abilities. We're, they're, they're focusing on their craft to sing. And as they focus, their, their skill becomes more enhanced. Think you're, you're the same in your career and your profession. As you focus and, and you give it attention, right, you become more of an expert. But I'm going to tell you, it's same with spiritual walk. As you focus on Jesus and who he is, he, he begins to manifest to you and begins to position you into spiritual spiritual gifts and he starts unlocking those things and as you focus you're even better at kingdom work how many know that's good it's good for the church it's good for luminous we're thankful for this the other thing we see is it, it, there's a programming of your inner gps when you focus and i'm thankful for for just the development of of the medical field where we can actually see how neuron pathways work and how they fire and then all of a sudden we see that there's this inner gps to go to the things that we focus on the things that are good how many of you throw a ball in here can anybody throw a ball all right all right some of us can't i'll praise god i'm gonna pray for you i'm just kidding <laughs> Right? We all, we all throw a ball, right? We learn to throw a ball at an early age. Some of us still throw a bad ball. That would be me. My wife throws a good ball because she played softball. I played soccer, so I, I can kick a ball, kind of, and barely throw a ball. But as you throw a ball, what happens? Muscle memory. There's a GPS that happens in your mind because you've been focusing on that. And as you work on that, right, you're able to throw a ball, right, quicker, easier, faster, further, more targeted, more pointed, 
And it's the same for your life and your spiritual journey and your spiritual formation as you're walking in this amazing freedom that God has given and you focus on it, all of a sudden you get back to freedom quicker. When you were hurt, when you were offended, you're quicker to forgive, quicker to love, quicker, quicker to Sabbath, quicker to give, quicker to do the things that God's called you to do, quicker. This is, this is the ability of focus. It also, the overriding, limiting, it overrides the limiting beliefs in us. Where, where, where if you focus and somebody says you can't and you won't ever speak in front of people, or even you believe that you can't speak in front of people, but if you just focus, you find yourself having the courage to override a, a, an unbelief that's in your life. I want to tell you something. It's, it's likened to spirituality too because the devil will come to steal, kill, and destroy your destiny. And you'll say, you can't do this. You can't do that. You're limited. But as you focus on Jesus, the source of your life, you find yourself becoming an overcomer. That one with the devil says you can't, God says you're able. And that's a good thing. See, this amazing freedom, as we access it, we move into a place of focus. But focus without follow through would be unproductive, wouldn't it? The next thing that we see is God would move us into a position of follow-through in order to experience this amazing freedom. Uh, follow-through, Galatians 5, 13 through 14. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, uh, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as your Self, your freedom, the freedom that Christ paid for, this amazing freedom is not for you to indulge in sinful nature. Although, although you can, and yet his grace will cover, uh, you know, uh, everything you can do and his grace would extend because he's an amazing God and he's going to look at you and you're his son, you're his daughter. He's going to affirm you. He's going to say, hey, don't beat yourself up. Don't go in the pit. Don't climb back in that hole. Don't stay away from church. Don't stay away from life group. Don't stay away from relationships. Don't stay away from your Bible. Don't stay away from that. I, I've covered it. I'm bringing you into myself. And, and yet our freedom does not want us to continue in this sinful nature. In fact, freedom was given so that we can serve. That's what we just read. Galatians 5. Freedom is given so that you can serve one another have you not heard it was written, love your neighbor, love one another. Your freedom was given so that you could love other people. Isn't that amazing? And, and yet sometimes we see it differently. And so in this moment, we see that freedom is given so that we can love one another. And so we need to move to a place of follow through. And so how has Luminous Church been in a place and position of follow through? I'm going to tell you a couple of ways how we have been doing it as a church. And I say we because you're included in it. You're a part of this community and you have been a contributor to this. The first one is apartment life. Check it out. We call them apartment communities, but most apartment residents don't have any friends within theirs. Research shows that residents in a happy, connected community are much more likely to stay even if rent goes up. So these friendships, they're good for people and the bottom line too. That's why we created Apartment Life. 
to make your place the place because people actually know each other. With Apartment Life, loving your neighbor looks pretty epic. From three-course tastings to trendy pet events and yoga classes in the courtyard, we do more than host the occasional party. We also improve your online reputation and personally assess resident move-in and living experiences. As a faith-based nonprofit, we look for people with a gift for hospitality and service. All our coordinators are trained in fair housing and serve apartment communities of all kinds, tailoring programs to meet your specific needs. Since 2000, we've served 1.3 million units. That's 3 million residents from coast to coast. At Apartment Life, we're building connections that change lives and transform your community. And we want to work with you too. Improving your bottom line, bringing life. Apartment Life. So Apartment Life is a ministry where people will go live in an apartment complex as missionaries to love the community. And it's a win for the building developer because they have community retention as a result but it's a bigger win for the kingdom when you have some missionaries who are living there and loving people just as christ has loved us and in our freedom sharing that love to one another and so i'm excited because jaron and julia live in an apartment complex on mission they live there as missionaries. They host events. They meet people. They love everyone. And how are you involved in Jared and Julia's life? Because you have been giving your tithes and offerings, and we pay for every newcomer's gift who moves into the complex. That's what Luminous Church does. We pay to receive these people, to give us an open door, to share the gospel, to love them intentionally. And I want just to invite you right now, because some of you are hearing that. You're like, man, I want to live on mission like that. I'm called to be a missionary. And so some of you need to go apartmentlife.com and apply to be a missionary. And so that's one thing that we want to share with you this morning. But how else is Luminous Church walking and, and, and accepting this freedom and be included in Jesus' mission to love one another? How else? One of those is Young Life. Check it out. Kids need adults who will give them hope and offer them a place to belong. Young Life leaders go to kids where they are, build friendships with them, and introduce them to the love of Jesus. Young Life, making a difference in kids' lives since 1941. So we love our students at Luminance Church, and we have a youth ministry that reaches students every Sunday. We send our students to camp. We want them to be fully developed followers of Jesus. We, we, we have a longing heart for our students, but we just don't want to care for our students only in our church, but we want to live on mission. We want to go out where students are to reach them in their place, and so we have partnered with Young Life. You have partnered with Young Life by giving financially to help this ministry move the ball forward so that we can love students where they are. And I'm excited because we actually had three of our leaders, youth leaders at Luminous Church, they were at Hobby Middle School this past week just loving on students at 7.30 in the morning building relationships. And we invite you to participate in loving people out loud in our community because we're free. And when we're free, we get to love others intentionally. When we're free, we get to focus and we get to follow through. 
The other thing that we are encouraging our church to step into is we don't do any church-wide outreaches. We don't say, hey, it's outreach day. Instead, we say this, hey, get in a life group. Build with your life group. Build community, build family, love one another, and then we're training our life group leaders this year in a process called Kindle, where we'll go into the neighborhoods around the life group, and we'll go door to door, and we'll knock, and we'll share the gospel with them, and we'll start sharing the love of Jesus with them, and anybody can participate in Kindle. There's three steps that we do in order to participate in Kindle. The first is grab a prayer list. Write down five names of people that you know. Five, five names of people who live in your neighborhood, in your workplace, wherever it may be. Write down five names and then begin to pray for them. That's called focus. Begin to pray for those five names. God, how would you want to reach them? What is their, what's on their heart? Jesus, I pray that they would come to know you in the light of Jesus. I pray that they would know true freedom, true love, true grace. I pray that they would know it. So then we focus. And then the second thing we do is we follow through. Because we're not just going to focus, but we're going to follow through. And the follow through would be this, is that you would actually go care for the person you've been praying for. Meaning, meaning they have a flat tire that morning and they're late to work and you're late to work too. And you know that if you're late, right, you miss an hour of pay or maybe something else. But the Lord would prompt you to say, you need to care for that person. Me, I, I, I used to do this and I like to do this, honestly is I'll mow my lawn. <clears throat> and I was living in a subdivision where the lawn is like the size of the stage. You know, it's like, that's crazy. This lawn is entirely too small for any children to play on. What is the point? But nonetheless, at least it's green. And, and so, so I'd mow my lawn, and then I'd push my mower to my neighbor's yard because I'm like, man, that was just not satisfying enough. We need to mow some more lawns. So I'd push it over to my neighbor's yard, and I'd start mowing their lawn. And then sometimes if I was ambitious enough, I would actually go to the third neighbor's lawn. And, hey, I'm just going to keep going. You know, the motor's already started. Poor mower. It only mowed 20 square feet. You know, we need to mow some more. But I was praying for those neighbors. I was praying for my neighbor Richard who was there here in 930 service. I was praying for Bruce. I was praying for my neighbors. And then the God, and God gave me an opportunity to care. He's going to give you an opportunity to care because he doesn't want you just focused, but he wants follow through. Because in your freedom, you were made to serve. In your freedom, you were called to love. So we go through that, and then we get to share. We get to pray for them. We get to care for them, and we get to share with them. Not share just relationship, not just share some friendship or some good stories, but share something that will truly buy their freedom, the gospel. That we would get to share the kingdom of God to these people and love them in such a way that I want to tell you why I am free. It's because of what Christ has done through me and for me. And I'm free indeed because of him. And it was not about a list of what I do and don't do. And it's not about fixing myself up or reaching a state, a mental condition of nirvana or anything like that. No, it's about what Christ did. For me, while I was a sinner, he died for me. He took my place. He adopted me. And now I'm his forevermore. And you can have that too. It's amazing freedom. Amazing freedom. So these are the things that we're doing in order to focus and to follow through. And lastly, I want to I share a story. In Luke chapter 10, we read about Jesus. I love to move this stuff too. 
what Jesus did and how he applied it. Jesus, in this moment in Luke chapter 10, this is when he sends out the 72 disciples. Two by two, they went, and they went to go find people of peace. And they did exactly what Jesus came to focus on. It's to set the captives free, to, to preach good news to the poor. He, he, he went, they went around, and they, they laid their hands on the sick, and they were healed. They, they actually delivered people who were in bondage, and they were set free from demonic oppression. And I want to just tell you something right now, that any oppression over your life is demonic. It's demonic. God's called you to be free, to relieve that oppression, to relieve that, 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 that entanglement, that hold that's around you, that's trying to hold you back. And Jesus came, and he sent out the 72 to do this. And then in Luke chapter 10, he flips it. In the same chapter, he moves to a parable about the Good Samaritan. How, how unbelievable is this? He empowers the disciples to go, you know, the, the charge. But after the go, he explains the heart in the parable. He says, he says this in Luke 10, 36. As he describes the good Samaritan taking care of the person who was beat up on the road and takes them to an inn and leaves enough money to take care of all of his needs and bandages his wounds and does all this, Jesus says, which of these three, the, the Pharisee, right, the Sadducee, or the Samaritan was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And the experts in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. Because you're free. Show freedom. Because you're free. Love others. Because you're free, serve one another. This is what God has called us to do. So we move to a place from focus. We move to a, another place of follow through. And then it brings out a, about some freedom for people. Some freedom for an individual. See, when you love people, not wanting anything in return, they say, well, what can I give? What do I owe? Nothing. But you could embrace your freedom that Christ paid for by following him. You get an opportunity to present the gospel in a powerful way. Freedom. Acts 13, 38 says this. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus and forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. A justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. You were extended grace through Jesus. And now receive it. Receive grace and be transformed and watch this amazing freedom that he gives you. I'm excited as a church because this is our heart is to help peel the onion back for you. Is to help you in your spiritual formation to become more like Jesus. And so we've set up a freedom class that starts February 27th. And some of you have gone through our freedom class and gone through that process. But let me explain what this freedom class is. This freedom class is for you to discover more of the freedom that Jesus has paid for you. Because sometimes we get stuck. Have you ever been stuck? You ever feel like, man, you keep shooting and it's not ever going in? Right. We want to help you with that. We want to help you through a freedom class. that will start February 27th. Then you go to luminousechurch.org slash events freedom. 
slash events, tag freedom. We encourage you to get in that class. And the prerequisite to that class is going through the fourth chapter of the purple book. So we have the purple book available every Sunday out there. And some of you have picked up that tool as a discipleship tool. But there's four chapters. One, there's salvation, there's repentance, there's lordship, and there's baptism. And walking into these four foundations are so pivotal. And so that's the prereq. You pick up a book, you'd go through the first four chapters, and then you get into our freedom class and see how Lord would want to set you free in a deeper way. Would you stand with me this morning as I just pray for you and begin to close? Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses, but was given freely by Jesus. This is our prayer for you. Let me pray for you as you close your eyes and bow your heads for just a moment. Father, I just thank you for everybody in this place. And Jesus, my great prayer, and our great prayer is that they would know Jesus, that he paid for your freedom. And if you don't know him today, and you want to know him, you want a relationship with him, then all it is is responding to what he's done and placing your trust in him. And watch how he recalibrates your life to the right goal, to the right prize and sets you free. Father, I just pray for everybody in this room that they would embrace freedom this week at a deeper level as we focus on you, Jesus, and we follow through to love others. Amen.